get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. I know that we're all people just sitting here uh, looking at um, Nick eat a banana uh, <laughs> right now. I can't even focus. That on. looks like he's a tasty just, banana. He's the Burger King here in Troy has been uh, advertising for managers for a while, so we'll go through there next week. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> the Blues had made the playoffs 25 straight seasons before Eric Brewer arrived. After Brewer donned the note, the Blues missed the playoffs every season that Brewer was a Blue, except for one. No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 9 of Let's Go Blues Radio. We are live on Tuesday, Wednesday, December 14th. I did it last week. Wednesday, December 14th, 2016. Uh, this franchise, this is franchise episode number ninety, all time. This is a milestone, semi milestone, ninety, 90th episode. Uh, Let's go Blues Radio is a weekly program that talks St. Louis Blues hockey. We welcome listeners to call in and chat with us live on the air, as well as tweet us questions or comments. Just send those tweets to at LGB Radio, and we'll read them on the show. And to chat with us live, go to letsgoblues.com/radio and click on the join us graphic. My name is Kurt Price, and I am joined once again by my co-hosts, Bill Day and Jeff Ponder. How are you gentlemen this evening? We are good. Well, I speak for both of us, because I'm just not going to let Jeff talk tonight. Why not? I haven't talked in like two months anyway, right? <laughs> we just got used to it. It was nice yeah. and quiet around here. Yeah, you don't have any really lame puns or anything like that going <laughs> no, it was, it was good. Uh, how was how was everybody's Thanksgiving? <laughs> right? Yeah. I don't think I've talked to you guys since Thanksgiving. Yeah. I, I, yeah, you're right. It's you're right. a few shows. Yeah. Yep. You don't have to actually um, answer the, the question, by the way. Yeah, I can't remember Thanksgiving at this point. So. <laughs> uh, we got the official 90th episode beer of the episode uh, bill what do you got in celebration of our 90th episode i i am treating myself to founders lizard of cause it's a very limited uh release i was able to get my hands on it at uh prior talk here locally um it is an imperial stout brewed with blueberries chocolate and vanilla and aged in bourbon barrels it is amazing Sounds good. No uh, beer for you tonight, sir? Me? I actually have a soda of the podcast. Oh, yeah? And I'm going to uh, hold up the camera first before I announce what it is. But can you guys... Uh, oh, can, yeah. oh <laughs> hold nice. Up. Right now. Speaking of 90, <laughs> it is, the 1990s yeah. are calling. Yeah. I am. Yeah. Uh, for those of you listening uh, later, uh, I'm holding up a Crystal Pepsi. A Crystal Pepsi. Mm. You know what? You know what I had yesterday? I had a surge. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah, good stuff. 
I want Jolt. That's what I want. Oh, good old Jolt. Yep. Yeah, one of the one of the craziest things that I've ever seen done uh, back oh, in college. Good. Worked in a coffee shop, and we we sold Surge, and we had these uh, gamer customers who would come in and get a 32 ounce Surge and have us put four shots of espresso in it so that they could stay up for days. It and was, that's how gamers die. Yeah. <laughs> it was insane. I, I tasted it one time and it was just, yeah. God off. God off. I don't even want to try to describe it. I'm, uh, I'm going to tweet out the whole Crystal Pepsi thing here. That's worthy. That is. I don't have a photo, but, you know. But if people were tuning in live, they could see it. They could. I'll hold it up once again for those that uh, if they can get the glare off. There we go. Crystal Pepsi. And it's delicious. It is fantastic. And if you haven't seen the YouTube video where a guy actually bought a YouTube video, uh, he bought a Crystal Pepsi off of eBay from 1992 or three, And he drank it uh, on, his, on his little uh, video vodcast thing. And uh, he said it was fantastic. It tasted awesome. And then two minutes later, he puked it all up. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Uh, Good stuff. Mm. I have a couple in my fridge. Maybe that's what I'll have for uh, a post-show. Buy a soda after the game kind of thing. (laughs) None of that stinking root beer. (laughs) Uh, I had an Imperial Stout uh, the other night at McGurk's. I can't remember the name of what it was called. It, uh, It was good. Um... Shoot, that's a good story. <laughs> Man, you're killing it today. Ah, oh, jeez. It was. It, it didn't sound as good as the blueberries, vanilla, and chocolate that Bill is is a devouring. Where'd you Where'd you acquire that beer, Bill? I uh, Friar Tuck had it. I'm 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 have to get one of those. Friar Tuck is fantastic. There's not one by me. I wish there was. There's one five minutes from my house. Oh, that's amazing. Can I move in with you? Sure. Awesome. I have a king-size bed. Mm. Plenty of room. Nice. Wait, you sleep on the king-size bed? I do. Awesome. All right. Well, then we're in business. Can sprawl out. It's nice. It's, it's great. Uh, uh, anyway. <laughs> let's not uh, let this get off the rails so quickly. No, 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 no. And Nick's not even here. So I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, I'll go ahead and, and publish that link for just for the hell of it. So let's uh, let's do that. So if you would like to join us live on the air and chat some hockey with us, uh, if you go to letsgoblues.com/radio, you can click on the "Join Us Live on the Air" graphic, and you will be instantly transported magically into the show with us. So uh, do that if you want. Starting now. Uh, so today in Blues History, which is courtesy of the uh, STL Blues History Twitter account, if you do not follow them, you should. Uh, he's a fantastic follow. December 14th, 1974, the St. Louis Blues and New York Rangers set a single-game NHL record for penalties and minutes with 246. Um, 2007, December 14th. Doug Hoyt was traded by the St. Louis Blues with Michael Bernier and a seventh round pick to the Anaheim Ducks for, you guys know? Yeah, Andy McDonald. There you go, Andy McDonald. 
Uh, December 14th, 1989, the Blues blew a 3-1 lead after the first period and went on to lose to the Soviet Union, 6-3. Guy Hebert was in goal for St. Louis. Man, I, I remember when the, that Soviet Union was playing in the NHL. No, wait, that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> that was when Brett Hall got his... Uh, what what year was that? We talk, That was a trivia question a few weeks back. Brett Hall got a had his coaching debut against... Uh, oh, that's right. Was it Russia? Yeah. I think that was the last show I was on. It might have been. Yeah. And uh, December 14th, 1998. Two of the best goalies of all time, Grant Fuhrer and Patrick Waugh, both pitched shutouts in a 0-0 game between the St. Louis Blues and the Colorado Avalanche. Today in Blues history, December 14th, So if you don't follow the STL Blues History Twitter account, please do. Plus, he's a nice guy. And he was at Hot Shots tonight, Bill. Oh, was he? Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw I saw a few people who tweeted from there, but yeah. Yeah, sorry I talked you out of it. it yeah, you did. It didn't take. It didn't. All you had to so, do was say it was. It was so crowd impact. And I was like, ah, oh, I don't want to fight the crowd just to sit there and drink a beer. Yeah, driving by at 5.30, I uh, see a parking lot, just, yeah, jam-packed like that. And not my cup of tea. Well, uh, shall we talk about last night's game, guys? We because... shall. Do we Do we have to? I don't have to. Actually, actually I kind of want to because eh, it's going to be a good game to rant about. Well, after a loss in New York to the Islanders, a win in New Jersey, uh, which happened to give New Jersey their first regulation home loss of the season, and a loss in Minnesota. The Blues went down to Nashville to take on the Predators last night. Uh, it was Jake Allen in net for the Blues and Pekka Rene in net for the Mustard Cats. Uh, the, Blues, <laughs> the Blues actually went up 3 to nothing in this game, if you weren't aware, uh, only to see Nashville score... Six unanswered goals en route to the 6-3 to three Blues loss. It was uh, Rene, uh, Rene's 250th NHL uh, game. And this was the first time the Predators have come back to win when trailing going into the third period. And the first regulation loss for the Blues when leading going into the third period. So, you know, early on, uh, things looked good. Shattenkirk, wrist shot from the point. Off Yossi's leg in front. Blues go up one nothing. All right. Good deal. Uh, and uh, I guess we can talk about Reese's goal for a little while because that was one of the nicest <laughs> the nicest uh, highlights of the game for the Blues. Uh, put the Blues up 2 nothing on a great blind centering pass by uh, Brodziak from the corner. And Reeves just picks top glove corner on the... Uh, they look like Renee. a top line on that goal. Holy... That was that, that was a... Chicago Blackhawks circa 2010 top line goal. Yeah, yeah it's a fantastic shot. They had they had so many great shifts. I mean, obviously that snipe by Reeves was absolutely beautiful, but they they really were. When you, at least in my opinion, go back look at the entire game, they were the Blues' best line throughout the game, and uh, over the long haul, I think. This Problem if your fourth line is going to stand out as your best line. <laughs> you think? 
Did the, uh, what about the sauce on that pass from from Brodziak too? I mean, just it wasn't even just on the ice, flat, no look. I mean, he he put it in the air on purpose and it landed flat right where Ryan Reeves was. That was beautiful. It was a yeah. it was fan, it was nice. And, you know, and we can talk about Reeves' uh, play uh, this season um, a little bit. He's he's been he's been good. And Reeves has always been a guy to me that. Uh, you know, I always said that you know he can do, he always could do more than fight. He can he can play. He can skate. He's a good skater, real good skater. Um, and he can hit, and uh, you know he's got some hands. It's not not fantastic, but he can he'll surprise you every now and then. So it's uh, he's not he's not your Tony Twist type where he could fight and that was absolutely it. Does he even have a fight yet this year? He fought. Uh, did he? Fight he fought last? Gabriel in Minnesota. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I was I was I was gonna say last night, but he didn't fight. I'm gonna night. I'm gonna look that up. How many fights he has this year? Because he, I mean, obviously fighting is down across the league, but I mean, he hasn't fought much. I'd say tops. He's fought four times this year, and he's been he's uh, played every game, has he not? Maybe I think I'd, he missed one game. Oh, I, I would say I would say it's like what two or three. I wouldn't say yeah, tops four. Yeah, I'd say tops four. Tops, I don't yeah. think I don't think he's done it that much. I'm looking now, going to hockeyfights.com, which is still a website. Hmm. Even though there's like one fight every two or three nights now. <laughs> yeah. Is it is it primarily promoting the SPHL? Uh, right now they got a top story on John Scott. Let's see. <laughs> Continue on. I will I will okay. report back. All right, while you're looking up that. Uh, so after Reeves' goal to put the Blues up 2-0, uh, early in the second period, things were still looking great as Brad Hunt scored his first goal as a Blue. It was on the power play, a, uh, a one-timer from the top of the circle that beat a sliding Renee, low glove side, uh, puts the Blues up 3 to nothing, and the game, I, in my opinion, at this point, I'm like, wow, this game's over. Um, Blues have, are, are scoring and they're playing well. It's you know, this game, they're done. And Nashville had been playing well. They've lost a number of games, and the Blues are finally getting a, a good road game under the belt. But, oh, no. <laughs> Real quick, Ryan Reeves has two fights this year. Uh, fought Nick Foligno on November 5th, and December 11th, he fought Curtis Gabriel and voted the winner of both. Hmm. He well, you good, expect he, that against Foligno. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a couple minutes later, after uh, – uh, Hunt's goal. James Neal grabs the puck off an offensive zone face-off win and lets a quick shot go that uh, goes, goal. Off, yeah, goes off Allen's glove and in. Uh, you know, I mean, I guess if from Allen's, if you're going to defend Allen, uh, you know, it it came through traffic a little bit. It was right at the face-off. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it, it, he didn't seem ready for it, but uh, he didn't pick it up in time. So yeah, it also, you know, it, it may have deflected off Pareko's leg. I mean, do you guys feel that at all? Because looking mm. at the replays, I'm thinking it may have grazed his leg. Yeah, but but I don't know. I, I've granted I've only played men's league in high school and a little bit in college, and I was always told when a shot from that far out, it, that's enough time for the goalie to read it and pick it back up with no other traffic in front. Uh, and I'm not I'm not ragging on Jake. You know, he's Played fine this year, but um, I, I did feel like even if that was, uh, even if it was, it was deflected a little bit. I think you got to be big enough in your net 
to be able to swallow that puck when it comes to you. All right, Bill, you're the resident goalie expert. What do you think? Yeah, no, I I agreed with your first assessment. Bad goal. Uh, just it, he should have had enough time. He got a piece of it. It it still made it behind him. You know, I thought the the first two Preds goals uh, were absolutely goals that should not have been goals. And uh, we got uh, Sharon P has joined us on the on the show, according to my Google Hangouts notification. Welcome, uh, Sharon. Yeah. It is actually uh, Nick. Hello, uh, one, one half of Nick and Nick from the uh, Toast Dispatch. Oh, I thought that was the Nick and Night show. Mm. How's it going, right. fella? That's Pete, Pete, and Pete. My bad. <laughs> Pete, 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 Pete. <laughs> Man, look at everybody's backgrounds. Everybody's, everybody's upping their game. All I got is my Blues alumni hat on, and we got Tarasenko shirts in the background. Sticks. Do you want to know what I did? You want to, you want to know what I actually did to, to change my background? I am using my desktop as opposed to my laptop. So okay. you're seeing a different part of my basement. All right. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm using a slightly better webcam and uh, from a different angle. But that's about it. I uh, I should turn my camera to show more cool stuff, but you know this is what you got for me. Yeah, we got to look at your ugly mug. Yeah, that's uh, you're, I'm sorry. What are you gonna do, Nick? What'd you think of the uh, the first two goals that the uh, the Blues gave up last night? Oh, <laughs> that's funny you say that because my back was turned. Uh, <laughs> I was doing something on the computer, and I it was three one three two. And I just saw maybe one replay, and that was it. it. Seemed to me, I had one little theory on it. When this is sketchy, at best, but about ten games ago, when the Blues—well, maybe it was like fifteen games ago—when the Blues had their little losing streak, there was a moment about fifteen games ago or so on the road where Allen went down awkwardly, got hit by somebody, something happened, and I believe it was his left side. And I thought after that he got scored on a few times. Uh, with his left pad not going down quick enough when he went butterfly, just seemed to be a hair behind, a little slow, like he might have just tweaked something. And I, and I thought that goal looked like that kind of goal again, where one of those goals looked like he couldn't get his pad down in time. That was one opinion I had on that, which is I think that he might be playing slightly hurt. Hmm. Well, we talked about the first goal. The, uh, the second goal, uh, I had I – had you know – the the second goal, a clearing shot by Nashville wraps around the boards, and the linesman lazily fails to get out of the out of the way, which yeah. ticked me off. Yeah, um, yeah. The pucks like on the I, the pucks nice, on the yeah. ice. Pucks on the ice. Get, get the f out of the way. Um, and it goes right to another a predator player who passes rink wide to to Forsberg, uh, down the left wing, and he beats Allen uh, through the pads with a wrist shot from fifty feet out. Uh, it was Which not screened. Well, no, no, absolutely not. Well, he wasn't screened. Uh, uh, I forgot who was defending. Was it Shattenkirk? Uh, yeah. He uh, he did, got out of he got out of the way, so uh, Allen could see it, and it just beat him through the pads. Awful, terrible goal. Uh, that 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 puck simply cannot go in. Yeah, no, um, it, was, it was yeah terrible break that the linesman couldn't get out of the way. Wasn't the only time it happened in the game, but you know it that still should not have led to that goal. Forsberg had a head of steam coming into the zone, but from that far out, that's that's a puck you got to stop. So, you know if if 
if Allen was hurt, I mean, it didn't look like there was anything, you know, speaking to, to Nick's you know, thought there, um, it didn't look like there were, I, I don't recall any plays going up to those first two goals where it, it seemed like he was injured during that game. So if he's going into that game playing with a minor injury, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me with as many games as he's gotten recently. Um, you know, it, why not Why not give Hutton the start last night if there is any injury? Why not give Hutton the start in one of these last few games anyway? I mean, what is that, four games in five nights for Jake? Just not good. You know, the uh, uh, the first two goals being bad goals or, or soft goals, if you will, uh, even with that, the Blues had a 3-2 to two lead going into the third period which they had not lost all season in regulation with a lead in the third and Nashville hadn't won all season when trailing going to the third. So you're thinking, okay, you know, they're still in, they're still in good shape. Um, however, just like three minutes into the third period, uh, Ryan Johansson corralled a loose puck after a, a broken play where Schwartz tripped uh, a, a predator player and the puck squirts Johansson who, uh, I, you know, I, I don't. I don't. We're talking about blaming Allen on these, some of these goals. I don't blame him on this goal. I. I. It was. It, I think it's a good shot. Uh, this particular goal. Um, I don't. Uh, it, it, the puck kind of. I'm not sure if Allen saw the puck off his stick because of the the down player in front. Uh, so, but either way, it was a broken play led to a goal. Uh, kind of just a crap. It was like well, crap. That was kind of a, a, a crappy goal to allow to tie the game three minutes in the third period. and like, oh, here we go. They tied the game, brand new game. Yeah, I want to throw in real quick. Hey, hey Bill, I just want to say that I wasn't I wasn't saying that he was in intensive care. <laughs> no, no, no. I got him out of the hospital that night. No, I, no, was, but, try, I was trying to say that he had a – that I thought possibly he's he tweaked something a while back that never really was an injury, but I think a lot of players play with uh, – sometimes what they'll call nagging injuries, right? And it just the way I've, I've seen a number of goals in the last 15 games where it seems like he wants to throw his pad down and it seems like the left side, like his groin or something, it just seems like every once in a while it's not going down the same way or something like it. I don't know. It's just a subtle little thing. But I, yeah. I don't get injured per se. And, you know, that that could be a great observation. And I, I, if if there is any truth to that, then, again, why why is he playing so many games in a row? Give him some time to rest up. Well, I, I was thinking, I mean, it, but now now we're definitely going here. Speculation, obviously, is that he's, uh, you know, he wants to be number one. They've been they're They're saying, hey, here's your chance. You're number one. Can you do it? Well, what's the one thing that people worry about without with Allen as far as the pass goes? It was injuries. Yeah. So a number one goalie has to play through injuries, I believe, to some degree. He can't take a chance to the point where he's, you know, he's going to be out for the year. But I think he knows his body well enough to where if that's happening, he might be saying, nah, I'm going to start. You know, I'm not 100%, but I'm 90. And uh, I'm going to play because I'm not giving up this net unless I've got to. You know, I don't know. No, there could be something to that. But, again, if you're going to be uh, uh, a number one goalie, an elite goalie in the league, uh, and those those really are, you know, they're two different things. Um, I don't. I'm still not sold on him as as the goalie of the future. He's what we have now. I'm hoping for the best for him, but after a performance last night, 
you get a three nothing lead against Pecorine in his own building, you've got to win that game. And Jake didn't do a whole lot to help himself. And uh, I, I think at the end of the game, that's that's what I took away from it. And that was a game that once you're up three nothing, you cannot give it up, and we did. Yeah, I I think a lot a lot of times when when a team loses a game like that, we're always looking for somebody to blame. You know, whose fault was this? Whose fault was that? Uh, and a lot of times you can say, well, if, if the team in front of Allen played better, you know, not allowing that particular chance, maybe things are different. But I think last night, I think you pretty. I mean, the the team could have played better in front of Nashville because they they did back in off off the blue line when they went into the zone. Um, Nashville took the game to them, and the Blues didn't didn't punch them in the mouth back because uh, Nashville just kept coming in waves. But uh, be that as it may, uh, there were just way too many soft goals that he should have had in his sleep last night. So yeah, uh, I, I can't I can't put the blame on the team in front of him like a lot of people are doing uh, in the social medias today. Uh, who the people who like to defend Allen, which you know, but there there are a lot of them, but. Uh, I'm not. I'm not in the. I'm not in the blame the team in front of Allen Camp today. I let me just throw out one last thing on it real quick. Is that I? So my overall view then is that yeah, like you're saying, I think uh, Kurt that uh, Allen certainly has uh, ultimately a lot of responsibility in the loss and in that game. But I really felt like uh, as a team, from a team perspective, that Nashville uh, really wanted the game more. They played harder. They won the puck battles. They certainly had more speed. Uh, as overall as a team from one, you know, from line one to line four. And uh, I thought they just simply wanted the game. And once they got the momentum, they just took it and the blues didn't really fight back. But let me throw out one little other observation I had on the game. And I don't, maybe you guys can speak to this a little bit as to why this might've been, or if it even happened, but I, it seemed to me, I kept seeing as I was watching the game that, uh, you know, Hitch kept making, you know, we'd have, we'd have possession of the puck across the blue line but you'd only see one guy going across. And Hitch was uh, doing line changes at that moment when we had offensive possession in the zone, or at least moving into the zone, in the offensive zone. My theory is he's doing that because Hitch likes the matchups. So when he's on the road, he doesn't get the, uh, uh, at, you know, he doesn't get the last guy on the ice on the faceoffs. You know, the home team does. And um, I'm thinking he might be doing that, and it was costing us offensive possessions which is a, uh, a great way to play defense when the puck's in the other zone. So what do you guys think about that? Did you see that happening at all? Those line changes? I didn't. I, I saw your tweet, and I, I <laughs> hadn't paid attention up to that point. But, you know, it, it did seem that way. It, it seemed like, you know, there there was always one four checker. And over the last few games, it, maybe that that has been the you know that over this road trip, maybe that that has been the case. And yeah, certainly, Hitch is going to be a defense first coach. He always has been, and so he's he's looking to get that edge. And if you're up three to nothing, yeah, you know, trying to enforce that defense first mentality, getting the the matchup you want, yeah, that's great, but. Why not pour it off? Why not keep taking it to them? Yeah, that's what I wanted. Take it to them. The uh, the next goal by Nashville, I had a I had a huge problem with this goal, and I didn't hear him talk about it. I haven't heard anybody talk about it, uh, and I don't know if anybody noticed it. But which goal uh, are we on? The we're on the go ahead goal, the okay. goal for the two on one. Um, 
so Wilson, uh, so Berglund goes to play the puck about the blue line. Wilson gives a two-hander, a nasty two-hander, slashes Berglund's stick in half. Did you guys see this? No, but it was, yeah, I, I did. But the, the swing was an upward swing. No, 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 no I don't think so. Unless I, unless I yeah. watched it wrong, unless I watched it wrong 10 times today because I was looking at it. Pang, the Pang broke it down. I didn't go back to rewatch it, but when Pang broke it down, and I'm, not, I'm certainly not going to say Darren Pang is is correct, but uh, during the game they did talk about it, and uh, the way he he played it off was that Wilson's Wilson was coming up and it, it broke Berglund's stick. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up here. You guys can talk about. It. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up here. I'm gonna look at it. I'm pulling it up too. Right. I'm watching it too. It's hard to tell. Let's see. It's uh, it's uh, not New Hanson's goal. It's Fisher's goal. It's Fisher's so, goal. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like it looks like Berglund reaches out and is getting ready to come down, and I'm not sure if it, if it's him coming down, or Fisher coming up with this stick, or the combination of the two. But it's oh, at yeah. that moment, right at the blue line, where it snaps as he's reaching out with his stick. It's really hard to tell. Oh man, I don't know. It happened so quick. Yeah. Is it on any of the replays? Maybe he did. It looks like he reaches out for the puck, and it looks like Fisher you know is what? coming down on it. I, I think you. I think you. I think you're right. I think he. I think Berglund goes to slash. I mean, they, their sticks come together. Berglund's coming down on top of uh, uh, Wilson's stick, and Berglund's stick breaks. Yeah, I, yeah, I did. That's what happens. I did yep. not even notice that until. You think Berglund's on top of Wilson? Yep. Yep. Berglund comes really? down on top of. Uh, yeah. But how can you see that with Wilson's back and his stick in front? I. I Look, can... Kurt knows Patrick Berglund, and he knows he likes to be on top. <laughs> oh my! That 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 about sums it up. Well, I guess you do see the stick up there just for a split second. I yeah, and I yeah, that that's a, that was a good yeah. Okay, I stand corrected then because that was uh, I assume it, I looked at me at first that uh, Berglund got his stick slash, but really he was coming down with a slash, and uh, Wilson's stick was coming up, and uh, Wilson's stick was stronger. All right, darn composite sticks. Mm. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. So and then then after that, you know, Edmondson goes down to slides to try and block the pass, and and there's the is the the thing that everybody talks about. If you're going to go down as a defenseman to block a pass, you better damn well get it. And uh, he did not. So went who was it that missed that? Edmondson. Edmondson. Yeah, he he slid too soon, and he left way too much gap, too much too much uh, opening between the Edmondson and uh, and Allen did, for the pass to go through. Did anybody think that um, – oh, what am I trying to – um, oh, I'll come up with the question in a second. I'm sorry. Does anybody else well, – did anybody think that Bergman's been playing bad lately and just in general? I mean, well, this game seemed to me to be particularly bad. But he just, I think that entire third line has been awful. Lethargic. Uh, I don't see him – it doesn't seem like he's – I saw him one time do his patented, which I – which when he was playing better and really looked good for a while, he comes off the board and he makes that sharp cut at the dot, uh, toward the dot, and, and, and makes it, you know, brings the puck to the middle in the, in the high-scoring uh, places. You know? And uh, he did that one time, I think, during the game that I saw. But minus that, he just seems to be floating around. He's not hitting anybody. He's not winning any puck battles. I don't see him really making that many great passes. And well, Berglund really—he uh, has a history of not hitting anybody and not winning many puck battles and not making great passes. <laughs> well, I thought he made a turn in the last 
six he, months. He, no, he, he, he had a good start to the season. He did. He did. Yeah. He finished. He started the season really well, but yeah, not so much uh, recently. Yeah, but to his defense, and and I am a Patrick Berglund defender. Um, not. I'm not. I'm not in love with him like Kurt is, but. Um, <laughs> But he he has the most well. I mean, I, I think he is probably the um, feeling the effects of the hitch constant line juggling more than anybody else. Because you know, one night he's got to carry Dimitri Askin, and then the next night he's you know he's got Yuri Laterra uh, anchoring the left wing. Uh, well. It it just I don't know. It, it seemed like he played his best when when he had um, uh, Perron on his line, and I mean Perron has really plugged in everywhere he's gone. He's plugged in, done a great job. Uh, but I thought Berglund was playing his best hockey of the year when Perron was on his line. And the uh, the fifth predator goal. Uh, Shattenkirk flat out missed the pucks on, puck on the boards, <laughs> which was, you know, it's a, that's kind of a bad play. And then the Predators just threw the puck at the net because really at this point, why not? And, uh, the puck is up high and it goes off Allen's glove <laughs> and he just didn't, didn't, he missed it. And, uh, Ribeiro was at the far post to just uh, slam in the loose puck. So uh, okay. So, so kind of all-encompassing as Nick just did. Does anyone else think that starting in last year's playoffs, Shattenkirk has defensively just been god-awful? I mean, I, there have been multiple times that I see him defensively, and I'm just like, this guy was never a, an elite defender, but he was at least serviceable. I feel like he is just getting beat left and right every chance he's on the ice now. He's still got the offensive flair, which is what he's there for, but he's got to do something defensively, and I just feel like it has not been there. I agree. I, I, that's I, that was a knock on him in the playoffs last year, like you said, and even late in the season last year, he wasn't yeah. he wasn't good defensively. Um, I thought to start the season, I thought he seemed better this year, but yeah, like like Berglund, he's kind of just kind of regressed back to how he was so before. So I I mean. I don't know what that. I mean, I, I, I was, you know, I've always been in the huge camp of, you know, don't don't trade Shattenkirk. I want to keep Shattenkirk, uh, but uh, really, I mean, if you can trade Shattenkirk and get a get a uh, a really good defensive forward or uh, a, a good solid stay-at-home defenseman, maybe um, maybe that's something you look at. But I I, I don't know. Yeah. No. I, oh. Go ahead, Bill. I was just going to say, stay-at-home defensemen are—you know—they're going the way of the dodo at this point. They're just there. There aren't many of them. Um, I, I'm talking about somebody who is going to be a bruiser in your own end. I, I get that, but it just seems like that with with their uh, defensively, defensively, the Blues are lacking. Uh, and I, and I'd more so rather see some defensive forward uh, come in because we, you know, with the loss of Backus and Brower, um, we're not as solid defensively up front. We're we're more of a more of a run and gun offense this year than we were in the past. But you know, so that we're lacking that that defensive mindset up front. So and it kind of and it hurts us 
as on the road, which is kind of what I was going to talk about a little bit with the the matchups and, and which Nick touched on. Uh, getting last change on the road. Our home record, fantastic. Road record, god awful. So the record's not god awful. It's it's bad, but it's not god awful. But the, the their play is god awful. The numbers are awful. So you know, I'm, and I'm thinking maybe it's it's because of the lack of the 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 defensive forwards and the matchups on the road. We get bad matchups on our own end uh, half the time, and it, and it burns us. And yeah. Defensively. Is Shattenkirk's uh, plus minus right now? Is that? Does anybody he's, know where that's at? He's a minus five right now. Minus five. Yeah, he's second on the team in points with twenty-one. So I, guess, I guess when you talk about his value overall for the team, I guess the bottom line is he's on the number one power play line, right? Right. He quarterbacks that, and when he does, things certainly seem to happen. You know, good things for the Blues in the power play. And what do they rank second in the league? Or in the conference in in uh, power play goals percentage, second or third, I think. Yeah, Shattenkirk is certainly driving the the success uh, on the power play, and you know if you look at the 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 time on ice last night, you know he he was second fewest minutes um, with Hunt. So, you know from from a you know a, a Great in size perspective, Pareko did get more minutes than Shattenkirk. So, you know, at least if you look at last night's game, it, it was, and maybe it was because, you know, the the Predators uh, had, you know, more power play time. Um, you know, Pareko got more time. And uh, you know, from a, if you're looking at first, second, third pairing uh, kind of point of view, Pareko did get more time than Shattenkirk last night. And rightfully so. I, I mean, I, I, I think a lot of people have been been wanting Prickle to get more playing time. Anyway. Yeah, I agree. I, I've actually taken we we uh, Kurt, you and I had a long discussion uh, last uh, last year on this show about um, trading Petrangelo, getting somebody uh, dynamic, and then uh, keeping Shattenkirk and putting Pareko in Petrangelo's spot, but. I've taken a 180. I think Petrangelo's yeah. had a great year. He's really to be the leader of this team, and I'm and and I've never I've never not liked Petrangelo. I just thought he was more replaceable than Shattenkirk. He, especially with a guy, and I'm not. It's only been a sample size, but you see a guy like Hunt who stepped in and played very well, and then a guy like Pareko who does have some offensive instincts. I think you could. Uh, replace Shattenkirk uh, and his, his time in minutes. Who would have thought that uh, Pareko would be, what, one of, let's see, him and Edmondson and Gunnarsson, uh, the only Blues without a goal this year. Yeah. Huh. yeah, it's pretty crazy. But then again, you know, Pareko can't take it. You know, it's what, every third shot he takes the sick breaks? That's yeah, I'm true. Think, I'm thinking, you know, ditch Warrior and uh, get a different brand of stick or something because he's just, just get him a hundred flex. Jeez, it's <laughs> awful. Uh, yes, yeah, big boys like that can't be playing with the sixty flexes. He's got to he's got to move down, move up a little bit. Sixty flex. Actually, I use I use a stiffer stick than that. What do you use? Uh, eighty. I have an eighty, eighty-five, and I have a hundred. That's yeah, that's what we use because we uh, want our sticks to last too long. Those guys don't give a shit. 
Well, and they, they kind of talked about it on the broadcast last night that Pareko is, is one of the knocks that the coaching staff has on him is that he he doesn't want to give up a stick. And he's he'll yeah. you know take 80 shots in practice and use that same stick in a game. And at that point, it's worn down. So uh, that I guess maybe that it's it's kind of a mindset change that needs to happen with them. And apparently, he got some reinforced he, sticks he, from Warrior. So we'll see if, if if that doesn't happen. But you know, all too often this year, it, he has been you know it, it, perfect shooting position, and the stick fails on him. Just absolute worst time. He. He's broke multiple sticks in one game too, so it's not always just the fact that he's he's uh, worn out a stick in practice either. But you know, at this at some point, the coaching staff has to be doing their job too. If if that's really a legitimate concern, they think that might be happening, where he's wearing out a stick in practice and not wearing it. Take the damn thing away from him. Don't let him use that stick. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, well, you know, yeah, we told him not to use and, it, but then, he used it anyway. Come on, you're right. He's and working for him, you. And then when he's done, tell him to clean up his room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's God a, damn it, Colton. You're grounded. Yeah. You're, you're, a, you're a coach on this team. Tell him to do something. He doesn't do it and take a stick away or break it or cut it in half. <laughs> after it. practice, after practice, take a stick and saw it in half. <laughs> Give him a new one. God. I just say, oh, well, we tried. No, don't try. Just do it. Take a stick away. Whatever. Uh, so, uh, you know, Hutton replaced, uh, Allen after that fifth goal. And, uh, you know, one thing I noticed with Allen in, in this, in this, after this game, and, and in particular with Allen too, that I've, I've kind of noticed that he, he skated off when he came off the ice, uh, calmly put a stick on the rack and then walked back down the hall. And I'm like, you know, I kind of missed the days of Elliot when Elliot would get pulled in a bad game and he would bust his stick over the bench or he would he would throw a stick and knock over a rack of sticks he'd be pissed he'd go back there he'd show emotion i like that and it just it bugged me that alan had just a crappy game and he just skates off and puts a stick down all nice and walks back i'm like what the hell where's the emotion aren't you pissed i mean maybe i'm sure he is i'm sure he's upset he's not showing it it doesn't mean he's not upset but as a fan eh, i like to see that he's upset it just it made me feel better you're going to really feel bad. In about a week, we're going to read some article about uh, Alan coming out and, and talking about his self-mutilation he does after the game. <laughs> you're going to be like, oh, God, I didn't know. I he's no a cutter. Idea. He's a cutter. Yeah, he's cutting uh, everything up. Uh, Jake's a healthy or Jake's a scratch in tonight's game because yeah. he got an infection <laughs> from self-mutilation. Just staph infection. Uh, Have you guys ever wondered, one of the great mysteries in the hockey world in podcasting is, you know, exactly where does Jeff Ponder go when he's not talking? I've often wondered that. Does anybody else wonder that, where he disappears from the screen? Is his screen frozen or is he just sleeping? No, he's gone. Because it looks like he's sleeping. (laughs) I'm going to go. We're going to give you three choices. Either Jeff has bladder problems or he's a narcoleptic. That's what he is. Jeff, we were asking. We said it was one of the great podcaster mysteries. Is uh, where you, where you're at. You know, when you're not talking, you disappear at times. I'll look down. I'm like, Jeff's gone again. <laughs> the, 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 the now the narcolepsy. That's not uh, having sex with dead bodies. That's falling asleep uh, often, right? Narcolepsy. Yes. 
Yeah, that's what okay. that is. There you go. Uh, okay. necro- that's necrophilia. <laughs> yes, necrophilia. That's what that's what you have. Necrophilia. <laughs> yes. That's where that's where you go. That's I where you go. Have, I often have to get up and have sex with a dead body. Yes, it happens a lot. Okay. There are so many so many questions. That's true. Yep. Where do you get these dead bodies? Uh, I am not at liberty to say. Uh, I knew you were gonna say that. I think I record. Okay. I record from a morgue, actually. Uh, so and Fisher adds an empty net goal for his second of the game to make the final six to three. So that was that last night. Awful, awful last two periods, uh, production-wise. And um, you know, like we talked about, Nashville kept the pressure up. The Blues were caught back on their heels uh, two thirds of the game. Didn't stand up the blue line nearly enough, and uh, essentially didn't uh, didn't hit back. And uh, uh, Nashville kept coming. They wanted it more, like Nick said. And uh, the Blues' chances became fewer and farther between, sprinkling the officials factoring directly in two of the Predator goals and allow, Allen allowing a few uh, uh, bad ones. Uh, this game was one of the uh, one of the worst of the season so far, I'd say. It was a bad game. You know what would really be cool? I don't have a Christmas wish list or anything, but wouldn't it be cool if, if you know, our team was like the Kings, you know, like the fans that watch the L.A. Kings play, they get to see Sutter on the bench, right? And when Sutter, when things are going wrong, he makes those funny, crazy faces. Wouldn't it be cool if Hitch didn't just have the same face all the time? And when the Blues would, you know, get six unanswered goals, they would zoom in on the camera on his face after every goal. And he had some stupid look on his remember, face. Remember when uh, Joe Quinville used to really just lose it on the bench? There was one time he I remember he took, a, he took a goalie stick and threw it in the middle of center ice. Yep, <laughs> like, I, I missed I that. Oh, that was such good times. I, I like I uh, touched on what, uh, uh, Elliot when he would he would lose it when he'd get pulled at a bad game. I I would I I liked that. I like seeing the emotion. Okay, top three moments, emotional moments where you saw either good or bad on the ice that come right to mind. I'm gonna throw my first one out. I'm there, front row, and uh, Belfort crashes. You know the stick just obliterates the stick across the cross. I think bar that's when, everyone's. Uh, Danny scores. Okay, that's, that's a, everybody's. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I agree. Either good or bad, number two. Oh, I know what Jeff's thinking. <laughs> if we say bad, <laughs> do we do we talk about that before, Nick? You were at the, I was at that game too. The, the oh, sweep, you were the Hawks. Yeah, we were both at the same game. We were, wow. we were. Yeah. Wow, what a coincidence! Who would have thought you guys would go to a Blues game? Well, that was I a lot at the same ago. time. <laughs> that was a young man, Kurt was probably about fifteen, I'm guessing, or something. Thirty-five. Um, oh. I was I was driving. I was like sixteen or seventeen. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, that's right. I'd have been about 26, 27, something like that. Yeah. That was a, that was that's the best game I've ever been to. Not even close. That's fantastic. Yeah. Best game I ever went to was uh two thousand one, uh game four and they swept the stars. Wow. That one was fantastic. Anybody even close that was to also that was against uh Belfour again. Wow. Yeah. Was anybody even close to uh, being at the Monday Night Miracle? I was not. I remember watching it. 81? Yeah. No, 86. 86. 86, was it? Yeah, it was 86. I remember watching it at a friend's house. Oh, and... I was thinking of the Pittsburgh overtime game. Yeah. Crombean. Yeah, Crombean on that one. I've got that I've got that newspaper framed somewhere. Over here. Crombean's goal. And that's against Pittsburgh. Against Millen, was it? Yep. Yep, it was Millen. Yeah. I remember that with Greg Millen dancing to the uh, the Budweiser theme. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> One of my favorite favorite memories of uh, an opposing goaltender 
as as a kid. Who? What? Which? Which coach? I think it was LA's coach. Was it? Uh, oh, what was his name? Murray. Uh, Andy Murray. Not Andy Murray. What was Andy Murray? Uh, the other Murray. Terry. Oh, Murray. Terry, Terry Murray. Terry. The guy who th- yeah. the guy who threw a who threw a stick like a spear from the bench yeah, onto the Terry. ice. Terry Murray. Yeah. Terry Murray. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, he bo- he sh- bob knighted the stick. Before the show ends tonight, you gotta let me do. I I've got uh, I've been reading, <laughs> I've been reading too much, but I got a math trick for everybody. All right, I mean it's really just my mental prowess at work here. But uh, can I perform a math trick for everybody? At some point uh, before the show ends, it takes like it'll take like a minute at the most, sixty seconds, and it'll be interesting podcast material. Okay, <laughs> is it compelling? Is it is it is it game related? Oh, totally game-related. Re- Here's what I'm going to ask you guys. Whenever right, you're ready to do it, what I'll say is I'll pick out two of you. I'll just say, we'll just have Kurt and Jeff do this, okay? i got to have two guys. And what you're going to do is you're just going to pick two players on the – oh, each of you will pick one player on the team, and you're going to not tell me his name, but you're going to uh, – Tell you his number. You're going to tell me <laughs> – no, no, I'm joking. No, that's not it. Well, anyway – you're just going to pick two players, okay, on the team. All right. Let's do it now. Let's just do it. Okay, you ready? Okay, okay you yeah. pick yours first, Kurt. Pick a player. Hey, uh, don't tell me who it is. Just pick a player in your head right now, okay? And I'm going to tell you who that player is. All I've right? got one. I've got one. Okay, you got yours now. I, I want Jeff, what about you? Do you got your player I, in mind? I got mine. Yep. You got yours in mind? <laughs> Kurt, I want you to take your player, and I want you to take his number. Now you're gonna have to get a you're gonna have to get a calculator, okay? Now I want you guys. Oh to see, hell! I'm ta- Wait, now I'm talking right now. You can see my hand. I'm not touching anything. This is all in my head. All right. I'm good at math. I like math. <laughs> okay. All right. It, I'm not, <coughs> hands, hands up. All right. Don't shoot. Right. Bill, don't. Oh. Shoot. Okay. okay. All right. okay so, <laughs> moving south. on. Moving so, on. So, Kurt, you got yours right. Oh, yeah, I've got it. Okay. Now, yep. starting with Kurt, he's got his in mind. Kurt, I want you to take your player's number. With your calculator you have there, okay? I want you to take your player's number. And you know what? Uh, I think Jeff's going to have to play along here, okay? He's going to have to add up to whatever you're doing here. Uh, so he can't do that. Never mind. Here we go. Ready? So, Kurt, <laughs> what you're going to do, I'll figure out this technical part at the end. But, Kurt, I want you to take your player's number, and I want you to multiply it by two. All right? Okay. Multiply I don't need a calculator for that, but okay, I'll use one anyway. Okay. Got you got it? it? Yes. Okay. Now I want you to... Add four to that number. Okay. You multiplied it by two. Now you've added four. Yes. Now, Kurt, listen closely. Mm-hmm. We need you to multiply it by five. Multiply by five. Right. Got it. Okay. Now I want you to add 12 to that number, that total. Okay. Hands up. I'm not doing anything over here. <laughs> now I want you to take that number and multiply it by 10. Okay. Now, this is where Jeff comes in. Jeff, you're still with us. I'm with you. All right, Jeff. I want you now to take your number and add it to Kurt's. Now, <laughs> I'm going to turn my head, whatever, however you can get that number to him. Instant message, tweet. But, Kurt, you got to get the number to Jeff, and then Jeff's going to add his number to yours, okay? All right, oh, let me I'll uh, turn I'll... My head, close my ears. Tell me when I can turn around. I can't hear you guys. What are you doing? Okay. You have some messaging or what? Don't look! I, don't look! Don't look! Gonna... I, <laughs> I, I, I texted you the number there. Okay, uh, all right. Pond. I don't know where my phone is. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> you got the now, this is all predicated on the fact that Kirk can use a calculator. I, all right, uh, I have it. I have it. 
All right, so now you've got that number in hand. I want you to take yes. your player's number and add it to Kurt's number. Okay. Hands are up still. <laughs> okay, you've added it? Yep. Okay. Now, I want you to tell me what that total is. What's that total number sitting there in front of you? What's All right, you ready? Talking? Yeah. 2,438. Oh, it's always a hard number. 2,438? Yes. 2,438. So now I only have to do one thing here, okay? I'm not doing anything too tricky here. But 2,438 is what you said? Yes. Right? Okay, 2,438. So 2,438 and the two favorite players are, just give me a second to think about it, 2,438. <laughs> Uh, I mean, uh, 18, I don't know who, know, I don't know who 21 and 18 is. Uh, you got it. Yeah, there it is. That's good. Okay. That's pretty good. And, it's Yakupov. That's pretty good. And Berlin. Yeah. Berlin and Ratty. I was, I was 18. You said 18. I was 18, going by, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going by, uh, never mind. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. You said 18. So that's, that's ready. Well, right, did I impress anybody? Uh, yeah, it was pretty good. You got me. You did. Yeah, yeah you know, the yeah. sad thing is, is I'm so retarded, I couldn't remember Berglund's. When I get under pressure, I couldn't remember Berglund's number. Uh, and I had to look, and I'm looking, and I see it's 21. And Braddy, I forgot, because he's never playing. Yeah, I know. That's why I picked him. <laughs> so are you guys impressed? Now, I, I was looking that at took, I, That took way too long. I'm sorry. That took way too long. Sometimes I can do it in like six good. seconds. As soon as I get it, they give me the number and I figure it out. And on that one, I got confused. I was like, I couldn't <laughs> think of who Raddy was, his number. Anyway. It's all right. It's all right, Nick. Hey, did you guys see the uh, article by Miklas uh, today about the breakdown of the, the Blues numbers so far on the road? No. Well, it was a rather interesting article, a lot of stats. Uh, and I'll kind of. Just run these down real quick. You know, over Ken Hitchcock's first five seasons as coach, the Blues were the NHL's best road team, ranking number one in the league with a 6-17 regular season winning percentage. This year, the Blues ranked 27th among 30 teams with a 3-21 road, road winning percentage. The Blues' current rate of surrendering road goals, 3.71 per game, represents a massive increase of 56.5% over their goals allowed, uh, rate from the previous five seasons combined. Uh, among NHL goaltenders that have made at least five road starts this season, Allen's 879 save percentage ranks 41st among 45. Hutton, who has five overall appearances on the road, has an 854 road save percentage. The note's current team road save percentage, 865, ranks dead last, 27th, over the last 27 seasons of Blues hockey. So the last 27 years, I think that I, I, he mentioned in the article that that's as far back as stats, uh, stats.com goes. So it could be worse than that. But as far as uh, road save percentage so far in the season, it's worse than at any point uh, the blues, uh, cumul cumulative road save percentage in the last 27 years uh, of Blues history. And the, let's see, the uh, Allen's 879 road save percentage. Um, isn't the worst, but it's uh, near the bottom. He's 37th of 39. Um, 
The only two worst mm-hmm. were Vincent Riendo in 89-90 with 874 and Hanu Toivonen in uh, 0708 with 875. I yeah, still when, have... when that's the company you keep, you're, you're in bad shape. I still have images of Riendo tucking his pads behind his legs when he went down. When At that point, there was already butterfly goalies, and goalies didn't tuck their pads behind him when they went down. I used to think, my God, how did he make it to the NHL doing that? The Blues' current goals against average on the road is 371, and it's the team's worst since the 380 mark, 3.80 mark in 91-92. And uh, let's see what else we got. Since uh, yeah, since and you're road, piling on. No, I there's they're bad, man. Since well, you know what's funny? Say, what's funny is what the Blues do is they show the stat, but they'll show his home stat. They will, they'll say in 14 oh, yeah. games at home he's got a 952 save percentage. <laughs> Since since the road save percentage was first tracked by stats in 89-90, the Blues' 865 rate is tied at number 738 on a list of 753 individual team seasons. So it seems like I mean, so the answer can't just be Allen's been terrible. I mean, he's certainly got to he's got to play a large a large part in the equation. But is it? Do you think there's a chance this has something to do with exposing the Blues and uh, the matchups are exposing the Blues on the road? And that I there think is that's a lot. weakness there we don't see yet. That's what I said earlier. I think that I think I think it's part of it. I think the mat the, the, the bad matchups on the road, it's exposing their lack of defensive depth at forward, and they're and they're getting burned on it. And that's uh, and and add to that, Allen is not good on the road. He's he's allowing bad goals. Like last game was three bad goals. Um, so I, he's he'll make fantastic saves and then allow a crappy goal. It's just. He's and that was my concern for him coming into the season, was that very thing. Was he's got, he he allows that brain fart goal that uh, every now and then, and and last night there was a couple of them. Well, my, the way I measure a goalie, is by what he'll do when the when the score is tied late in the game, and when I think back on Allen, especially even when he was a rookie, it just seemed like that was something that he had trouble with late in the game. Uh, scores tied two to two, or you're up two to one, then all of a sudden you're down three to two. And I don't think that's happening as much, except I don't see him. I don't see him doing what I remember Elliot doing, which is when it was two to two and there, and it was going back and forth and there were five more shots for each team as the game was coming to the end, Elliot would make his five saves the other, and he'd beat the other goalie because he'd only make four out of five saves. And then we'd win that game. And Elliot did that more than not, way more than not. I think Allen's not uh, – when I try to measure Allen, that's what I'm not seeing that I want to see out of him. I want to see it when it's 3-3. Three to three, He makes eight saves, and we win the game, and the other goalie doesn't make eight out of nine. You know, he makes eight out of nine or whatever. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I to me, that, that – I mean, it's you have a fantastic home record. You almost can't be beaten at home. And then the road record is just the, – the, the number is just so, so bad. Um, you know, to me, it's it's got to be, it's. I mean, you know, you're getting exposed. You lose defensive depth up front. Well, that's part of it. How about and, this? Let's throw this out real quick because I've heard Yaker and some other people talk on their, you know, on the radio and mention this point, which is, uh, and I thought it was a valid, very valid one, pretty insightful, is that the team has uh, lost a number of players and other players are stepping into positions they haven't played before, and it seemed to be during that 
real tough stretch that that was what was going on and maybe there's still adjustments going on with the team and players uh playing up and playing down or whatever playing in positions and places and responsibilities that they haven't had before and maybe there's an adjustment going on there that's going to take some time and uh, maybe by the end of the season these horrible stats will be more uh, leveled off and uh stronger they better yeah because i mean they're not going to make the playoffs uh playing like this on the road and they're not gonna you you, you can't nashville has a very similar record to, the, to the, the blues they have uh a very good home record like two regulation losses at home and a couple overtime losses and i think they have like 10 wins something like that and uh, a terrible road record like the blues so they're they're similar in terms of home and away uh same as st louis so I, and if they don't change things a bit more on the road they're not going to make the playoffs. I mean, they're going to slip away. So they've already got teams around them. They're starting. They're they're bunched tightly with some other teams now, uh, and other teams have games in hand on them. So I mean, when those games in hand get made up, you, I, it, the Blues might slip a few spots in the standings. So it's you know, you might see them slowly start to fall in the standings a little bit unless they can turn the stuff on the road around. You want to add to that uh, the thought that uh, look at the last five years in the Blues and their injury record. We've had some horrible injuries happen in the last, you know, one after another to key players. It seems like that's happened really for the last three or four years, and everybody, quote unquote, gets healthy before the playoffs. I think I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. I think the Blues, they're basically, relatively speaking, being fairly healthy this whole season. Uh, I think something's going to happen as the season goes on and guys are going to start dropping. Then that really might be the death knell for the Blues well, if they don't make the playoffs. Well, I mean, Steen's already been on the the DL, and so is Schwartz, and so is Allen. So. But, I mean, not, uh, I mean, it just seems like in the past there's been guys out for two months, three months, top three or four guys on the team have, have dropped out. I think we've had some short-term, you know, 15-day kind of disabled list kind of things, but, I mean, nothing. Uh, I mean, nobody's really been, you know, out well, for I mean, two or three months, or I don't think. I, I, if that, I mean, that's. It would be nice if you know, the Blues are actually due to have a fairly healthy season. They haven't had one of those in a while. So I mean, maybe maybe this is the year where they don't have too many serious injuries. Mm. Maybe this is we got it coming. Law of averages. Does that work that way with injuries? Probably not. But uh, we touched on Brad Hunt earlier. Um, he made his uh, NHL debut or his Blues debut against New Jersey the other night, and uh, he actually leads the entire AHL in points with 29 points in 23 games. He had a four-game point streak uh, for Chicago, the Wolves, before being recalled, uh, called up from the Wolves, and uh, so you can make that a seven-game point streak now if you combine the two leagues uh, because he has one goal and two assists in three games played with the Blues uh, so far. So he had played 21 games with the Oilers over parts of three seasons prior to coming to St. Louis, and uh yeah he seems maybe he's a late bloomer he's uh what 20 was say 28 years old is that what he is 28 uh, yep. 28 yeah so uh yeah i i've yeah, three games i like what i see he's been he's been good offensive uh instincts too so yeah that pass he made to fabry in his first game that was a veteran move that was a guy that was something you'd see shattenkirk or petrangelo do i like the I like the confidence the coach showed in him in awarding him some power play time 
And then he turns around and capitalizes on that with a great one-timer. Uh, and I yep. thought that shot was really strong. It just yeah. skimmed off of uh, Peke Rene's skate. Well, he sliding across. He put it where he had to. I mean, he, he didn't. Yeah. He he put it where he put it near post. You know, uh, on that half of the goal. So I mean, that's that's where you want to put it in that situation. So um, it's funny that he got some power play time because I think Hitchcock was asked about it about getting him some power play time, and he was like, eh. You know, he, he shied away from it. Eh, probably, you know, probably not, or or whatever. Uh, kind of denied the idea that he gets some pl- a power play time anytime soon. And sure enough, next game he's on the power play and gets uh, and gets a goal. Yeah, I'm not even sure why he said that because earlier in the week with John Kelly behind the bench, that show they have on X, he had uh, said that he wanted to do that for Hunt. He said he implied that there could be some time coming up for him because he liked how much he was playing. Wanted to. Yeah. Uh, next up for the Blues uh, is uh, New Jersey. Uh, in in or uh, they're in St. Louis, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, New Jersey is twelve, ten, and six with thirty points, and they're ninth in the East. They have a record of four, nine, and four, a uh, four, nine, and four road record, and they are three, four, and three in their last ten overall. And they have lost three in a row. Last loss was a five to nothing loss uh, to the Rangers. So hopefully. The uh, the Blues can uh, take care of business against New Jersey, and yeah, I I, I expect them to win a home now. It, it's the road issues that I'm kind of concerned about. Now it's like, okay, yeah, we'll win a home, fine. Let's get these, let's get the ro- the home games over with. Let's get back on the road to fix the issues on the road, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, on that on that was, road stuff. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just gonna say, you know, I, I'm not expecting a whole lot tomorrow night. Um, first game after it, just a, an awful road trip, a one and three road trip. It's it's going to be tough. New Jersey's looking to bounce back, and yeah, I, I'm not expecting a whole lot. Who would uh, who would you start in net, Bill? Uh, Hutton. Yeah. Who do you think's going to start in net? <laughs> Allen. <laughs> yeah, I you know I tweeted last night. Um, you know, one tweet I I did put out last night was as far as as far as the Blues. I I still am. Just don't like the way that they have handled goaltending under the uh, Armstrong Hitchcock regime. I think that continues. Um, you know, Allen, you want him to be your number one guy, but he's he still hasn't proven that. And uh, yeah, I I certainly you know made the point earlier. I, I think Hutton should have been you know starting one of these one of the games on the road trip. And, uh, yeah, I, I think Allen's uh, overextended right now. Uh, start Hutton. Hutton's home record's really good. <laughs> Team's home record's really good. So I, I'd like to see Hutton get more ice time, but I think it'll be at the expense of the Blues and their, you know, ability to make the playoffs because I think Hutton is still learning the game. You know, he's only got like 80-plus games under his belt in four years, and he's still learning the game. And he can be given the chance to learn the game, but it's going to come at a cost. I don't. I just don't think he's he's ready to uh, play more than two out of ten games for the Blues and and help the Blues. So that that really kind of you know, brings up an interesting question: did, did the Blues sign him because maybe he's another Brian Elliott? And you know, Diamond in the Rough didn't didn't get a lot of love where you know where he was before. And uh, see if he makes most of his limited opportunity and seizes the day. 
why if if you want to hand the reins over to the young guy and Jake Allen, make him your number one goalie, why aren't you signing a more experienced guy? That's a good question. And then I think um, with Allen struggling the way he is, um, you know, what if this doesn't rectify itself? And what if, I mean, what if Allen is playing the way he is now come playoff time? Are you confident in all in a goaltending? No. If we're in the playoffs at all. Yeah. So. But, but I, I think everything was hedged when, you know, you know, all bets were hedged when Armstrong came out and said, you know, that sometimes you got to take a couple steps forward or a couple steps back to take any steps forward. And uh, that's, you know, we shouldn't expect a whole lot from this team this year. It was a it was a senseless step back because what we got in return for Elliot was next to nothing. Yeah, but, and I'm but, sure at this point Elliot wishes he hadn't left. Yeah, I, maybe. Yeah, I, I mean, but to be honest, I mean, the uh, I, I I'm not. Yeah, uh, you see a lot of people saying, "Well, you know, do you want Elliot back?" No, God, look at his numbers. He's playing in front with a defense that's just god awful. Um, they're not. I mean, I, but they're only a few points behind the Blues, though. What's the well, other goalie's name? Johnson? Chad, Chad Johnson. Yeah. yeah, he's playing, but Ocho he's not like, Yeah, but he's, he's, he's playing great. Right. Yeah. True. Well, true. They they changed their defensive system right right when right about the time that he took back you know took the reins over from Elliott. So I think it's just it's kind of a a, a case of bad timing. But uh, uh, he he gets injured in Calgary's D plays the way that they have in front of him in the last few games. I think Elliott finds his form again. Uh, gotta, Jeremy Rutherford. Gotta... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was saying Jeremy Rutherford tweeted out the Blues have allowed five plus goals in four of their fifteen road games this season. That's pretty bad. Yeah, and I know there was a lot of talk last night on social media about how how much the Blues really do miss Bradshaw and Kirk Muller. You know, the it, I, there were a lot of people. Uh, well, I was in a camp with a lot of people who felt like you know it, Kirk Muller should have gotten the head coaching gig after last season. And, uh, you know, for, for them to allow Hitchcock to decide to come back for another year cost us in, in ways that I guess we're starting to understand. Um, so we've got uh, some Blues social media fails that we can, <laughs> we can go over, um, which I've got a number of them here. I'm not going to read them all, but. I, I've got to find one to read in character. <laughs> uh, yeah, hey, Nick, you've heard? Have you been on the show when we did these? No, the, I'm not sure. Okay, we got. Well, what it is is we 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 peruse the social media, the Facebooks, the sometimes Reddit, sometimes the mostly 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 Facebook, and mostly the Blues Lounge. Um, the same as Blues Lounge. <laughs> I've heard of the Blues Lounge, yeah. and I've heard some people don't like it. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's, I mean, it's, you know, it is what it is. But, uh, and we, we take some, we take some of the more ridiculous comments, and we just kind of make fun of them. So, uh, that's what we're going to do. You know, I've heard so many bad things. Is there any chance these guys are just having fun with everybody? everybody? No. No, there's not no. a chance in the world. No. no. No, they're dead serious. It just had hates them, I know that. And so does Game Time. So does Art Lippo, so does a lot of right. people. Yeah. <laughs> 
So do we. Uh, did, you guys, did you guys pay attention to the I mean, Jeff, Jeff. contest? Oh. oh yeah, yeah. We were, we were, yeah. We got smoked by Mr. Lippo. You know that was me so of us. Was... We could have set you up a little better on that one. Yeah. What the what the hell? <laughs> I was. Yeah. We sh there should have been a podcast bracket, not the uh, <laughs> not against. We we go against Lippo. Oh, that's not cool. I know it wasn't playing but, to your strength. That's for sure. It's all right. We'll we'll regroup and we'll we'll uh, we'll get a new head coach and we'll come back at him next year. All right. Let's. Uh, so. So uh, the St. Louis Blues Lounge, uh, we'll do the, we'll just run on list here. Uh, after the loss to Nashville, so these comments are all uh, this morning and last night. Uh, seeing as ha seeing as Elliot is three and nine, with an over 3.5 GAA and an 8.40 save percentage, and we're in second place, I'd say we're doing okay, even though three of those goals were completely defensive breakdowns. So yeah, after and it was funny because I read that after reading um, the article. <coughs> Mythos with all those bad, this horrible stats, and I'm like, yeah, we're not, we're not doing okay. I mean, if we continue with these, with the way we're going, it's not going to be good. It needs to be fixed. Um, uh, second option, second, uh, and these are all from the Blues Lounge, by the way. So comment number two, uh, he Allen was hung out to dry by his team last night. Look at his record and stats. He's a very good goalie, super athlete, and will improve with time. The stats always paint the whole picture. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Look at the home road splits before you post that shit. A year ago, I would have called these Rutherford's disciples, but I know Rutherford's actually changed a little bit. JR is a little harder on the blues now, a little more real. So, uh, can't give them a hard time anymore, but it almost sounded like disciples there for a second. There, there's some, there, there's some, yeah. Because they, what these people, what people do when they really don't know anything about the game is they'll listen to a few people. Uh, speak about the game and whatever they say is the gospel and they'll just parrot they'll parrot that it's kind of funny i like i like these kinds of comments here like this is the next comment oh my god this is insane he is playing fine you know for a team who is supposed to have a great fan base towards their team <laughs> tall i don't know what that means are really being over the top about a goalie who is playing well look at some other teams to be y'all Y'all, yeah. look at some other teams. Be happy we're playing well, and at this rate, are going to make the playoffs, uh, are going to make a playoff run, and most likely win it all this year. Bunch of Debbie Downers. <laughs> Kurt, man, you just had a hissy fit there. Character. Yeah, that was. <laughs> that was. I, I I love the comments where oh don't you're not a real fan if you're critical of the team. Come on. That is a real fan. That makes uh, it's, us. It's, it's a bit, uh, you're being honest. I mean, it's a, if you don't, we hate because we care. Right, you love and right. you live and you die with the team. That's what yes. makes you a fan. Yes, and you have the right to complain. You That's enjoy the highs and you get pissed off during the lows. Yes, yes. You don't. You don't uh, uh, think that they're something they're not. Has anybody else reached the point yet in the season where you watch the game faithfully? You know, attending the game, watching it, and on TV or at the game or whatever. And, but I'm at the point now where I watch it on TV already at the point in this season where I'm like, yeah, I think I'll watch the third period this time. I'm getting at that point now where I'm like, I don't know <laughs> if I can go through 40 more, 50 more games. Give me the last two weeks before the playoffs and I'm all over everything again. But I'm getting ready to fade away. Is anybody else feeling that at all or is everybody still all in? I, 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 I watch every game, all games. Just, I mean, I... I enjoy it, and it's you know playing bad or not, it's, it's hockey, so I, I I like it. But yeah, oh yeah, I'm not saying I don't get frustrated, and I think I talked about this on the show before, where the only time I ever turned a Blues game off and left was the Wednesday night wonder game, the five nothing comeback <laughs> against Toronto, 
And I left when it was 5 nothing. came back and they had won. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. So I'm not preaching to choir here with that nice sentiment, huh? Well, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm getting back to that point that, you know, for early part of the season, I just scheduled it work out to where I was able to actually catch games and just, I didn't make it a priority. Uh, but the last, you know, since beginning, uh, well, since mid-November, I'd say I've, I've made a priority. I've watched all the games. But the last couple, um, this road trip, uh, is, is making me think, yeah, they go back to not making it a priority, uh, catch the highlights, and that's about it. Because, man, it, it's tough, tough to give away, you know, uh, three hours of, of any night at this point for for what we got last night. Hey, I gotta, uh, I gotta throw this out really quick. Uh, we've got two free tickets to the uh, alumni game. If somebody can guess who my favorite player of all time in the history of the Blues is, two tickets to the alumni right now, if you can guess. Uh, you better not get it either, because I plan on going. First joke. <laughs> Wrong. Uh, Glenn Hall. Hey, well, one guess, Never. right? Never uh, seen him. <laughs> uh, I'll say uh, your favorite player of all time is uh, Terry Yake. I really feel bad that I laughed. If somehow Terry listened to this, would I laugh? Oh, Terry, Terry, Terry knows he was only with the team for what a half season. A little more now. Always in my heart for number one, number one race because of the goal he scored on Store. Uh, am I getting the right? Game Store. Right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. In, in Game Three in LA, down. Four, three to nothing. Four the power unanswered play power play goals yeah. with three minutes in in three minutes with and uh, uh, Jeff Cortnall. That was when he uh, got ran his ass out. kicked. Oh he, yeah, yeah. He ran over, ran over Jimmy Do you remember the name of Do you remember the name of the defenseman that went after him? Sean O'Donnell. Yeah. Sean O'Donnell. And you know what? I will go to my grave defending the fact that Store asked for that. Jamie Store. That's it. Because he he leaned out. Cortnall. I'm not saying Cortnall didn't. Try to hit him. He did, but Store tried to interfere with Courtney cutting around the net sharp, and tried to make him go wide because he was after the puck carrier. So Store kind of leaned out, and Courtney got it. So I mean, you know, Store was not completely innocent on that play. But the hockey gods uh, had the final say because then how did Courtney go out as an NHL player? Concussed. Oh yeah, three hundred ninety-nine career goals. Yeah, and then he went out concussed, though. Okay, so I get to, I so, get to go to the wait, game. No, no, I still have a guess. Ah! Mike Liu. Wow, that would have been close. Gosh, I'm glad I didn't think of that. I was thinking Gary Unger. <laughs> I was thinking Gary Unger because I was hoping you wouldn't think of that. But I'd have to probably say Mike Liu probably is my favorite, but technically you've lost. <laughs> Cheater. That, 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 seemed, uh, that seemed like it was a moving target anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I'm afraid it was. I really wanted those tips. That's, that's not nice, man. Bill was gonna take me. <sighs> I was. I'm over to trying to impress. And, and Kurt's, Kurt's already going. I have, I have my ripoff ticket <laughs> <laughs> and my uh, lame math trick. I'm over to one more story. Uh, you guys have to cut me out. All right. So the the next comment on the uh, blue social media fails we got is uh, why would why would I read an article with a terrible headline like that talking about the Mickles article? I don't have to know uh, that I've seen. I don't have to. I don't have to to know 
that I've seen far too spelled wrong much undeserved hate towards a good goaltender who just like every other goalie has bad games. Sorry, he isn't Carey Price, everyone, but he is still good and can take us on a run. Have some faith in your team for once. It's quite embarrassing. Spelled wrong. So they got uh, embarrassing wrong. Embarrassing. Yeah, they, they got yeah. They got a lot of words wrong. Um, time to put Hutton at first string for five to ten games. I would love to see Huso. <laughs> oh my yes, yes. Uh, time to call up Billy Huso. He's ready at that. Uh, if you haven't played hockey or the position of goaltender, then you shouldn't criticize the goaltender. Oh, I hate Where's that. our defense I, I, been? Okay, look. A uh, full disclosure. Two, I, I sent that oh. one in. Uh, <laughs> a a two on one is difficult for a goaltender to stop. It's a team piss poor effort, not a goaltender piss poor effort. Our defense has lacked. Believe it or not, we are still cup contenders for now. If the Blackhawks can win with Niemi and goal, then we can win with Allen. Stop blaming the goalie. Some of that, there's some truth to that, but I will say I've played hockey my whole life, and I hate when people say it. You can't criticize a player. You've never played the game before. You, there are still people who understand. Look at Ken Hitchcock. He never played professionally. As much as people hate him, the dude's one of the most successful coaches in NHL history. There could you don't be have to play to the game to understand it. There could be something to this. I had an aunt. If you have an older aunt or grandma, sometimes back way back in the day, they didn't drive. And when I think about it, my aunt never criticized another driver. She didn't drive. So there could be something to it. <laughs> this one, this one's, this one's interesting. Uh, okay. Go ahead, Bill. Uh, I was just going to say, um, you know, if, if you're skipping the, the next one in, in the list you have, but yeah. we kind of made the point that this person was, was making, so I'm glad you did skip it. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm with everybody else last night. Uh, last night's game was hard to watch, but we have to remember that our goalie is only as good as our defenseman. This is not the time to place blame on anybody. Which he Bullshit. just did. Bullshit. <laughs> he just did. It's like he, don't blame anybody, but he says uh, the goalie is only as good as a defenseman, so he's blaming the defenseman. But he's telling people not to know. So anyway. uh, next one. When are we going to realize Allen's not the man and put Hutton in goal? Yes, because Hutton's the man. <laughs> yeah. All right, I want the next one. All right, go ahead. Hello to all out there in Blues Lounge. I hope everyone is doing well and did not hurt themselves after another disappointed road loss by our Blues. Completely pathetic. I'm sorry, folks, but but how do you jump out to COO? A 3 nothing lead against the mediocre team as Nashville is then not score again loose. Was it 5-3 or 6-3? I stopped watching with one head left in the game. <laughs> Bill, come on, wait a second, Bill. Back up and pretend now. Stay in character and back up and pretend you're thinking about this comment and you're typing it and you get to the word two and you're like, damn it, it, it one O or two O's. Ah, too much for me to figure yeah, out. There's, I don't know, the, there's, the worst there's one O here, but there's two O's and loose. Loose is worse. Oh, oh man, I hate that one. I will tell you why they lost, and no hate here. I love the Blues. Number one without any vowels. <laughs> they stopped playing. They thought the game was theirs. There's T H R E apostrophe S. Now you guys. Number two. No vowels. T 
two, Jake Allen is not a uh, number one goalie. Yeah, yeah, his numbers. Why, why can't we not type out numbers? <laughs> numbers, numbers is the only word with no vowels every time. <laughs> hey, you guys, we should probably, we should probably think about, you know, I mean, there's probably some guys from MIT right now who listen to this podcast that were from St. Louis, and they probably listen to us and they're like, those idiots. How many words can that stupid toasted bad slur? You know, anyway. Uh, no, but these guys deserve it, I'm sure. But I was just thinking it's funny because somebody's probably listening to us and they're thinking, oh my God, do they know anything? <laughs> not me. I'm, not, not me. I sound intelligent all the time. That's true. Who the hell are these idiots? <laughs> now, where right. are you guys? Do you find this on Facebook? That's what, what you're looking at right now? Because I do not do Facebook at all. But that's where you're at? Facebook uh, Blues yeah. Lounge is the name of the group. Yep. And how many does it say? Is it like a hundred of them? Is it five? Oh, there's oh, way there's like more thousands. Than that. Yeah, there's, there's a couple thousands. thousands. No, really? Mm. Yeah. There's yeah. really thousands? Yep. Maybe they're doing something right. I don't know. Oh, they're oh. just, yeah. <laughs> it, it sounds like some overflow from STL Today's Blues Forum. Uh, or asylum? Yeah, I think it's some, I think they're overflowing from there. You've there got they, you got a, you got a few more lines here, but you want to finish that off? Yeah, let, let me let me take this one home. Yeah, yeah, his numbers say otherwise, but folks, this is their game in which W I T C H. He's been pulled even on home ice. He's allowed too many south goals. He makes some of the most brilliant plays, but then allows ones that sh- he should have had. Folks, this simply cannot continue because if it does, they will not go anywhere. Come playoff time this is my take and i'm just saying that's a hot take everybody. that is a hot take oh, that was awesome i i switched I, it up at the end i was i was trying to, to channel my trey crowder you know i'm gonna well, have so much fun with this because you guys don't know i'm gonna go ahead and tell you what i'm gonna do so you won't know if it well, anyway i gotta finish this you're second. gonna plant it out there oh yes i'm gonna get on there now and i'm gonna put my best country guy on there i can find <laughs> and, and i'm never gonna admit to the fact it's me so you'll never know if it's me or not but i'm gonna come up with the wildest stuff i can come up with for my best jefferson jeff county you know, uh, perspective you know if you're gonna post a bad uh, a ridiculous comment it's it's gonna be like finding a needle in a haystack because there's so many <laughs> <That's> so <true. laughs> uh, Theo, Theo uh, Halloran uh, tweeted out to us, uh, this team is reminiscent of Yo's wild teams. <clears throat> so, uh, that's and what, isn't that's it great does. that that's what we have to look forward to? Yay! Another not a player's coach. I would love to see a player's coach get hold of this team in Tarasenko and his prime and see what they could do. Uh, Theo also said uh, last night's game wasn't Allen. It was the rest of the damn team playing in your own end for 40-plus minutes will kill any goalie. Hey, you guys, I was say, I was, I was, oh, go ahead. I just want to say, see you guys later. But thanks for letting me uh, jump on yeah, tonight. Of course. Thanks yeah. for coming on. Thanks okay, for joining. Guys. Okay, see you, buddy. Not to, uh, not to keep harping on the, this, this game last night, but I, will, I was going to make this point earlier, and I guess it slipped my mind. I thought the whole game they looked bad. I thought even when they had a when they were up one nothing, two nothing, three nothing. I don't like the way they played. I thought they uh, they looked like a team ready to lose. Personally, I thought I thought that Nashville played good the whole game. That's yes, the way I, and I thought the Blues, I thought the Blues played well, better to, to start the game, and they had their chances. They uh, had pockets. 
it right, from, right, right. from the time when it was the start of the game to a three nothing lead. They had little pockets where they played okay, but I thought overall as a game, even when they had the lead, I did not like the way they played. I think Nashville played the same the whole game. Yeah, they did. Uh, so we'll we'll end the social media deal uh, with that one. Did you guys see uh, Chris Mason's Winter Classic alumni game mask? I did. Holy crap! That thing's pretty cool. Yeah. That that's one of the that's one of the nicer masks I've seen. Yeah, that it job. looks like a uh, like uh, replica or, or kind of the uh, Jock Plant style mask. Yeah, with the blue dot yeah. in the background. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And it's got. It's got depth on the mask too. It's got that uh, below that mask. It's got the the shadows and it's got the, it's it's nice. I like it a lot. Yeah, beauty. And it's not so much the theme. You've seen that theme before, but this is done very well. The the paint job is nice. Who did it? Is this Gunnarsson or you know Dave, uh, not was, Carl? That was, that was tweeted out by the. I didn't. I grabbed the image from the Blues Twitter account. I don't. I didn't see who did it. Mm. But it's nice. It's 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 pretty. And unless you guys have any parting shots at the Blues, that'll do it for the show. I got nothing. I uh, I'm excited to see what they can do on the road. But uh, I guess excited is probably not the word. Uh, not excited to see what they're going to do on the road. Yeah. Uh, they they need I'm to. Curious. I'm curious. I think they need to shake it up. I don't know what that means. I don't know. I guess that means maybe a change in goal, which isn't going to happen. Um, uh, maybe just... What? I don't want to see them change the offensive lines too much because they've already done that. It doesn't seem to work. Maybe try to yeah, change I, the, I mean, keep the lines the same for once. <laughs> just don't change them. Yeah. Yeah. Force chemistry. Force chemistry. <clears throat> or allow chemistry to occur. That's a nicer way to say force it. <laughs> Just stick with it. Make it happen. Hey, uh, hey, here's an idea. And, you know, this is, is something that, you know, uh, Tyler from uh, Beyond Shark Dome is, you know, a major proponent of, and I support the idea in every way. How about you put the guy you got as number one center with your obvious number one winger and see what happens? Oh, oh, it seems crazy, but uh. it's crazy that that's something we have been talking about for what three years now. Yeah, it's it's in just insane. I I don't know. I I don't know what like does does Hitchcock like have nightmares, you know, in his afternoon cat naps? Oh no 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 sassy terrorist! I can't do it. I I just don't get it. What what is so awful about it? Give it a chance. He gave, was it last year? They started the year with him on trying him at, at the same position, but uh, it was like four games, and then he went right back to Tarasenko Laterra. Yeah, I don't, I don't even think it was four games. And the one game they did it this year was, uh, was it not the, uh, it was the Boston game, and they, they had incredible chemistry, whatever lines they had in the Boston game. And the next night he blew it up and went back to what had not been working before, and they lost. It's just his decisions on lines are just, you know, th- there's no logic to it. It's 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 mind-boggling. 
I'm sure there's logic if you ask him. He'll have he'll have something that uh, some reasoning behind it. But uh, it doesn't seem to make sense to us a lot of times. Um, so that will do it for this week's episode of Let's Go Blues Radio. Don't forget to check out our friends over at the Beyond Checkerdome podcast, the Loose Chicklets podcast, the Blues Hockey podcast, and of course the Drop podcast and the Toast Dispatch podcast. And be sure to stop by the Blue Note Sports Bar and Grill in Maryland Heights, Missouri when they open. And you can check out their website at bluenotesportsbar.com. For uh, announcements on when they will open, uh, check that site out. So for Mr. Bill Day and Mr. Jeff Ponder, I am Kurt Price. And this will conclude this week's broadcast of Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time, everyone, let's go blues. Let's go blues. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. Blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friend.